Slava Isra Christus, Slava Navika, Glory be to Jesus Christ, Glory be forever. This Father Basil Malovani again doing another podcast on this very rainy day. And uh, there's a lot of thunderstorms where I uh, live at and uh, part of the summer, I guess. So um, I've been talking about the sacraments. Uh, the seven sacraments in our Catholic Church. And, um, on the sacrament of holy orders. Now, what is this a sacrament all about? Well, it's, uh, mainly that sacrament where, um, people who want to give their life to God through the priesthood, through religious life, uh, in a a monastery, you know, in the convent for nuns or sisters, um, giving their, their total life to God. And, uh, this is a sacrament that has its roots, uh, right from, um, the Old Testament, from the Jewish times. Uh, when God would call different men to be prophets, different men to, um, spread his message to the rest of society. And, uh, you know, even you could look at when, when Jesus, uh, called Abraham to be the father of the Jewish nation and for Abraham to uh, move to uh, a different country with his wife, Sari, or Abram, or his name was Abram first and Sari, and then they changed their name, uh, God changed their names to Abraham and Sarah. And, you know, any time we give up um, things in our life, anytime we give up uh, our own wants and needs to follow God in different ways, you know, uh, that this is part of, of our call to um, serve God in a very special way. And for those in the religious life, and myself included, as I am a priest, uh, we are given that holy orders, meaning that we are ordained, uh, laid, the, the hands laid on by the bishop to ordain us to a specific, um, call to a specific job, uh, in this world where we devote our lives to um, not only spreading the word of God, not only spreading the gospel message to everyone we meet, but just being um, that person who um, is the role model of Christ's love for one another, 
the role model to to be Christ to one another. And this is so important as well because um, to be a priest, to to be ordained uh, to the priesthood means that we are hopefully um, living out uh, the life of holiness, living out the life of of being uh, uh, the 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 image of Jesus to everyone whom we meet. You know, when when people see the priest, when people see the uh, religious person, the monk, the sister, the nun in the convent, hopefully they see someone who. Um, is authentic, who's, um, you know, giving their entire life through, to prayer, through, um, uh, kindness, through caring for one another, someone who loves, uh, their neighbor. You know, just like Jesus gave us that example uh, many times in the gospel stories where we have to love one another and priests and the, those in the religious life must show love to one another at the, uh, at the most uh, uh, important times of their lives. And just it's it's hard to follow a priest of, or someone who is religious uh, it's hard to respect them if they are not showing love if they are not showing kindness and not showing mercy to one another uh, this is this is very you know we as priests we have bad days too and we have times of struggle uh, you know, and, and especially if we are married, like myself, there's many, uh, issues in life that we go through, like anyone who's married. And so, just to show, uh, the people that we serve, that we, you know, we, we can offer forgiveness, we can offer reconciliation, we can offer uh, repentance. I, I think this is so important because people are, we, we are on, you know, we are on a pedestal at times. You know, people are looking at us, looking up at us and saying, well, you know, how do you expect me to serve God? How do you expect me to serve the church if you are not being authentic, if you are not being the the true person of God that he called you to be. So this is something that priests have to work on a lot every day of their lives, to be prayerful, to be um, to, to be the men of God, you know. And and where does the ordination uh, or the holy orders come from? Well it comes, like I said, uh, uh, its roots are in the Old Testament when Jesus called the different prophets, when Jesus called the different holy men to 
Uh, I mean, God called the different holy men to call, uh, to serve him. Uh, you could think of the prophets of Samuel. You could think of, uh, you know, the prophet Ezekiel, Isaiah, um, all those Old Testament uh, prophets who were called to spread the message of God to uh, the people of their time. And the thing about being a prophet is that you were not always liked by other people. Many, <laughs> the prophets had many enemies as well. Many people who did not want to listen to what they were saying. Many people who did not want to um, change their life as God wanted them to. And many prophets were persecuted. They were killed. They were um, uh, tortured and, and uh, you know, making fun of because of their message they brought to other people. So when Jesus was on this earth, of course, he um, picked the 12 apostles out of, uh, to be his closest friends, to be his closest, um, confidants, uh, this, the, the people that he, uh, trusted the most in his life. And, uh, he prepared those 12 apostles to be evangelists once he died on the cross and was resurrected and uh, ascended into heaven and then he sent the holy uh holy spirit upon them and the in the feast of pentecost and uh, after the feast of pentecost these uh, apostles these 12 apostles uh became what we would think today as the first bishops or the first priests of the church where they would um preach the good news preach the uh, the gospel message uh, since they knew Jesus uh they lived with Jesus they 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 walked with Jesus for 3 years to learn everything about him and to learn what uh Jesus was all about and of course everyone except um Judas Judas was the traitor and Judas betrayed Jesus and later hung himself but um uh, they they picked a a new apostle after Judas uh hung himself called Matthias so Matthias became the the 12th apostle instead of Judas um so anyways, these apostles, uh, I, I talked about this in a previous podcast about the 12 apostles. Um, they were sent out to different parts of the known uh, world at that time, to the different parts of uh, the Roman Empire, even into Africa, to a- Asia, to to spread the message of Jesus to the people they met. And um, also to, you know, one of the main uh, parts of being a priest besides preaching and besides uh, 
talking about the Gospels, about the Bible, is to celebrate the Eucharist, to celebrate the celebration of the breaking of the body and blood of Jesus. Uh, and, and Jesus implemented the Eucharist, as I talked about in a, a podcast a few days ago, uh, the celebration of the Holy Communion. Um, Jesus instituted this at the Last Supper, where he told the apostles to commemorate his uh, giving of the body of his body and blood in the form of bread and wine. So um, now, when priests are ordained, that's that's one of their main purposes is to celebrate the Eucharist with their congregation, and. I've, I've never understood why people think that priests can just celebrate the Eucharist by themselves. This is a community event. It was always celebrated with other people. Jesus celebrated with his apostles. And this is something that's, uh, that should not be celebrated, uh, solitary, you know. When a priest, uh, it, it, to me, it doesn't make sense for a priest to celebrate the Eucharist by themselves because this has always been a community event. This is, a, a, you know, what Jesus said, where two or three are gathered, I am there, you know, two or three. There's always got to be a group of people for us to celebrate the Eucharist. And when, when you know, I... I, I as a priest, sometimes I get a little bit of perturbed when people say, well, I don't need to be at church to, to be with you, the Eucharist. You can just pray by yourself. Well, no, the Eucharist is a communal prayer. The Eucharist is a prayer where we pray together and we break, uh, we celebrate the, the breaking of the, the bread and wine, the breaking of the body and blood of Jesus together as a community, not by ourselves, okay? So that's just my uh, my thought about the Eucharist, that it should always be people together to celebrate it, not the priest doing it by himself. All right. So the, the priest who is ordained uh, with the holy orders, um, the, he's uh, given... He's, uh, gives that vocation to serve God all his life, to serve the church, to serve his bishop, you know. So, uh, again, with the laying on of hands, it's, uh, called apostolic succession. So in our Catholic church, we believe that the priest ordained today by the bishops, or the bishops have been ordained by previous bishops, and so forth and so forth, all the way back to the apostolic, uh, to the apostles' time. So we can we can trace our church and all the priests back right to the apostles, which is quite quite amazing to think about it that. The laying on of hands, the the gift of the 
Holy Spirit uh, upon us during the time of, uh, of ordination can be traced all the way back to the apostles. Hmm. So that's very, very interesting. So, uh, we, uh, we give our lives to God and we take vows. Now, as a married priest, um, you know, I still take, uh, the vow of obedience to the bishop. So the bishop who ordained me and all his future successors in the eparchy, in the diocese I am at, I, I, I promise to serve them to, to, uh, be obedient to them and to listen to them. You know, this is why priests, uh, have to be obedient to the bishops that they are under. And, you know, what does obedience mean? Well, uh, we, we pray and hope that the bishops always make the right decisions for their eparchy, for the people they serve. And they put the priest in a situation where he is going to use his skills. He's going to use his, uh, God-given skills to serve the people as best he can. So when the, when the bishop places a priest in a certain parish or a certain town or a certain city, or, or, you know, um, I'm a teacher by trade as well. So, you know, if the bishop uses his skills uh, to teach, uh, the, the priest to teach in a school or to, uh, do whatever else needs to be done in the eparchy using a certain skills, we, we trust that the bishop will, uh, use the priest's skills in a positive manner to serve the people of his area. So that's one part of, of, uh, the priesthood is the vow of obedience. Now, um, because I am a married priest, uh, the vow of poverty and the, and the, a vow of chastity is a little different because I have a family to support, so uh, I I work for a living. I get paid and and have to support my family. Like uh, it's a little different than celibate priests who, um, you know, uh, don't have families who don't who are not married, um, and and uh, don't have their families to support. And the same with the chastity. Obviously, because I'm married, uh, it's it's a little different. Uh, you know, celibacy is not included in my vows because I am married and you know have a, a marital relationship with my wife. So, um, but still, you, I I have to practice being chaste and being. Uh, you know, uh, true to my wife and to be, uh, 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 true to my marriage vows. So that, that's, that's another part of, of my priesthood, uh, that might be different than other people's priesthoods. Uh, but again, going back to, uh, what is a priest? What is the holy orders? Um, so the priest serves the people that are under him. Uh, he gives, uh, his, uh, vow to, 
to God to serve under the bishop that he is under and to, you know, be obedient to the bishop, listen to the bishop's words and, uh, to go where the bishop places him, you know, to go to the place to serve the people where the bishop tells them that he is best needed, that he is needed the most in that certain area. And uh, the priest's duties uh, are, you know, I, I talked about this again in a different podcast, if you want to listen, a few weeks ago. Uh, the priest has the duty, of course, to um, to be the, like Jesus to the people he serves, you know. I think that's the easiest way to, to say it. We have to be like Jesus. We have to uh, show love. We have to show forgiveness. We have to show mercy. We have to show understanding. We have to, uh, but, but at the same time, we also have to be true to the gospel faith. So we have to be true to the faith. We can't, we can't, um, teach heresy. We can't teach false teachings. Like there's many false teachings out there today. In our, in our world. So we have to be true to the tradition of our faith, to the magisterium, to the deposit of faith in our Catholic Church. We have to be true to the commandments. We have to be true to the church laws, to the church teachings that have been, uh, you know, passed down to us for the last 2000 years. We have to be true to all that, right? So that's the, it's the priest's job to protect the faith as well. And when we do homilies, we have to teach about the faith. You know, sometimes priests are scared to talk about what needs to be talked about in this world. You know, that sometimes the world needs to uh, hear the message, uh, for, that Jesus wants us to pass down. And that message sometimes is that we are sinners, that we need to repent, that we need to smarten up in our lives and become better Christians. Sometimes we have to learn that as well, you know. So that's a priest's job as well. Not only to show love and forgiveness, but to teach about the truth of the faith. That is part of the priest's job. So, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, it's not just priests that celebrate their vocation to uh, holy orders to to serve God. There's people in the religious life as well, monks and brothers and uh, nuns and sisters, uh, deacons, and of course uh, bishops are, are those that are priests that... that uh, uh, you know, are, are made bishops of different, uh, dioceses and, and eparchies in our world. And then, you know, we could go up and, uh, sometimes I'll talk about the hierarchy of the church where we, uh, go right up to the Pope of Rome. And then there's, uh, patriarchs and there's, um, uh, archbishops around the world, cardinals, and, and they all have special roles in the church. And the hierarchy of the church to protect the faith of, of the, uh, of that Jesus gave to us. Okay. So 
Uh, like I said, so there's nuns, there's those in the religious life who also play a big role in, in spreading the word of God to society. So nuns and brothers and monks have specific roles. Uh, they live a life of prayer. They live a life of holiness and, and service to one another. So that's another thing that we have to remember. All priests and all religious serve one another. We are servants of God. This is why we call ourselves servants of God, to serve the needs of others. Well, so important to remember. Um, so, um, those who, who, um, are ordained to the priesthood, those who are consecrated to religious life. We, we have studies that we do, um, you know, priests study in seminaries, uh, they're trained to, um, to serve the, the people that they serve. And, uh, most priests, uh, study, uh, philosophy first and then study at least four years of theology. Uh, that is the study of, 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 um, of God. You know, basically we are studying the, the God and, and, uh, and learning about our faith. You know, this is, this is what we study at seminaries. And that's so we could pass it on to the people we serve. And then there's other priests, of course, that go further into their studies and they can become canon lawyers. They can study the canon law. They could study, uh, uh, different parts of, of our faith. They could study in more detail about church history or about, uh, uh, about the hierarchy. So there's many things that priests can do to study or study about um, family counseling or family, uh, you know, um, psychology is also probably more and more becoming common for priests to study because when we when we have to deal or, or, or listen to people uh, who have family problems, uh, it's good to have some psychology background as well to, to know how to, um, listen to, uh, these people who are coming to us with their many issues in life. I'm not saying every priest has to be a psychologist, but it is certainly good to have some of that background. Um, but as I was always taught, uh, priests cannot uh, be specialist in every area. So we sometimes have to tell people to go for professional help in other places that we don't have the expertise at because not every priest is going to be a psychologist and not every priest is going to be a social worker or family counselor. So, um, it's, it's important for us to remember that priests cannot solve all the problems in the world you know we could pray as much as we can we can pray and and uh and give support to the people that we serve but we can't solve all their problems all right we can uh we can give them the professional help that we can and then tell them to go to other people 
who can give them more expertise, more help in their areas that they need help in. So, hopefully you learn a little bit about uh, the priesthood and holy orders and the religious life during this podcast, uh, what priests do, and uh, pray for priests. If you're listening to this and uh, are, are Catholic or are Christian and and know that we priests, you know, have a lot that we go through in our lives, uh, through our ministry, through our work in the churches, all the meetings we have to do, all the people that we have to um, encounter, and uh, it's 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 uh, a lot of work sometimes, you know, with our funerals, with our baptisms and weddings we do, and the administration work we do, and of course our our church services, the the Eucharist that we celebrate, and other prayer services that I've talked about in the past that we celebrate in the Ukrainian Catholic Church. It's a, it's a busy, busy life that we live, but it's a beautiful life. Uh, it's a, to serve God and, and, and try to be the, as holy as we can and to uh, ask God for his blessings upon us every day of our lives. God bless you. Have a great day.